When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. People are going to lose their minds. This is a moment in history unlike anything humanity's gone through. It's a very different world for humans to come. Take a step back and see the broad picture, which is the way all these technologies are interlinked. Because this is all about exponentiality, and humans can't think in exponential terms. How consequential do you want to say machine intelligence is? It's almost certainly as consequential as writing. How long did writing take to disseminate through the human population? You know, hundreds, thousands of years. And we're dealing with it now on a scale of months. But in this kind of world, you're compounding 100% growth every year, and the numbers become astronomical. AI is going to spot patterns in the world that were just completely invisible to us. Even if you think that the AI and the robots are your demise, you might as well bloody invest in them and make some money out of it. If not, you're just going to be angry man shaking your fists at the clouds. Hey everyone, it's that time. It's time that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm here on a Friday late afternoon in Grand Cayman, and I'm going to pop a nice bottle of Gramona Imperial. So Gramona, for those of you Philistines who don't know about it, is what I think is the best cava in Spain. So cava is method champenoise. It's a fabulous sparkling wine, very similar to champagne, except the grapes in this one, they're Charolo, which is a typical um, grape from the region, um, Macabeo, Chardonnay, and Parillada. So cheers, everybody. We will settle in with a drink while you are all probably, any all of you in the Northern Hemisphere, probably freezing your asses off. I'm toasty and warm here in Cayman and gently cuddling my bag of salt. Cheers. And again, talking of Philistines, there is no way you can actually have an aperitivo without something to eat. We talked about this, and I think it's an outrage if you consider it otherwise. So today we have toasted pumpkin seeds. So I've roasted these in the oven myself with a little bit of olive oil from Spain. And what I've done is seasoned it with volcanic black salt. And it's rather tasty. And it goes very, very nicely with my carver. So now we're shut up. Hope you guys have got a drink as well. Let the chaos begin. So those of you watching this, I know you're watching on Twitter, on the platform, on YouTube, on the Real Vision channel, and on the Ralph Pal Journeyman channel. So I'm only going to answer questions from the Real Vision platform. Those of you who are not members, just go and sign up to the free version, realvision.com. Sign up, pop your email address, and I'll show you later. It's fucking cool what you get there. You're going to get the whole new platform experience with the AI, the note-taking, um, all of the content, the pricing, the charting, the, the analytics, and all of that stuff. So it's really bloody cool. I'll show you that in a bit. But um, so that's why I'm going to answer the question. So on platform, I'll do the questions. So let's, and also those of you who are watching this on the Real Vision YouTube channel or anywhere else, I've got my own YouTube channel. It's part of Real Vision, but it's just my content. It's called Ralph Hell the Journeyman. It's that journey into the nexus of macro crypto and the exponential age. I think these are the most important, powerful macro forces of all time. We need to understand what the hell is going on, how to make money out of it, and how to think about it. Um, so that's what that channel is all about. Join me there. I've got new content every week, sometimes twice a week, uh, lots of interesting stuff, um, and the most amazing guests. 
So anyway, Ralph Howe, the Journeyman, YouTube, if you're not there, go and sign up to that. There's only about 13,500 of you have joined up. It's a new channel, but so go over there. Uh, you will enjoy the content when it comes out. It's bloody delicious. Okay, let's talk macro. Where the fuck are we? It's still amazing to me how confused everybody has been by this current macro episode. There are people still begging and praying for their bear market, which obviously happened in 2022. I, I, I just don't get why people can't see that it was priced in back then. What we had in 2022 was the rate cycle, inflation, consumer dis discretionary spending got nuked, real wages got nuked, everybody got nuked, and all assets went down. And um, long duration assets, crypto technology went down the most. The growth the end of technology was down 70 odd percent, crypto was down 70 to 80 percent, and it was a bloodbath. That perfectly coincided with the forward looking indicators of liquidity and financial conditions index, which suggested the same thing. Now, these are forward looking, and they suggested that in 2023, we will see that economic weakness. Now, it's probably a quarter or two uh, later than expected, but I'm, I'm thinking we will flirt or be in recession this quarter and next quarter. And I've been saying that for quite a while now. But it matters not. It doesn't matter unless you're trading the Russell 2000 or the old economy or oil or copper. Those things trade present day um, economic conditions. So the ISM, which is right near its lows, start to try and turn. It's at lows that it's consistent with a mild recession. So do we get the recession? Do we not? Do we get to 0% GDP growth? Doesn't know, doesn't matter. It was all priced into the stuff I care about last year. So we had a gift of an opportunity when we saw that the market had priced in a full recession. NASDAQ had priced in an ISM of 38, and it only got down to 46. So it was really overpricing a recession. Crypto did something similar. Sorry, I need to turn off my things from beeping or it's going to piss you all off. Uh, and Brian will hate me. You know, Brian, he's a dictator, so we just have to be careful, but careful not to upset him. He's the producer. Um, so we got down to pricing um, 38 uh, in the ISM. It was overdone. Crypto, same kind of thing. So as liquidity turned, I started recommending buying markets. It was first ETH in June. That was the first one to bottom um, of 2022, and then October, November, December, crypto and technology stocks. And basically, I've been long and adding ever since in all of that. Uh, everybody thought I was a total moron, which is fair. I can be a total moron. But uh, it, it's been quite right. It's been a bloody good call, if I'm honest. You know, we, I wrote about it in depth in Global Macro Investor. That's my institutional research service. Um, also in Pro Macro, we'll talk about Pro Macro in a bit, um, on Real Vision, where I really went through in depth why. And there's like 2,000 charts behind the analysis. So. Lo and behold, where we are today, NASDAQ's up almost 50%. The exponential age technology basket, when I look at it, it's up 63%. Um, and crypto has gone bananas. Bitcoin's up 119. ETH's up 63. And Solana's up 500%. So pretty good. Um, and exactly in line what I've been imagining, which is macro spring. Macro spring and crypto spring are the same thing because macro is crypto. I've explained all the way through. These are not different things. And there's a bunch of old macro people who are like, oh, I don't like that bloody crypto stuff. It's, no, it's nothing to do with macro. It's, it's driven by exactly the same cycles. It's completely in line. So spring, what is spring like? Spring is one day it's raining, next day it's sunny, then it's frost, then it's getting warmer, then you think it's going to be amazing. Uh, you get your T-shirts out and then it's freezing cold again. That's what spring is like. That's exactly what macro spring is like in crypto spring. So we saw spring and we saw choppiness, sideways ranges, squirt up in the beginning, then slowed down. And then we're now getting into late spring. Late spring, we start to see what I refer to as the banana zone, which is this massively positive end of year phase. Normally speaking, again, probabilistically speaking, no guarantees around here, so don't try and hold me and go, well, it didn't go up at the end of the year. You're a bastard. I'm bored of that stuff. Um, probabilistically speaking, it goes up into the end of the year, and usually fast. 
and nobody catches it and everybody's chasing it because they're all trying to chase performance for the end of the year and prove to their investors that they had the right trades on, which obviously they didn't because all the institutions have been massively underweight. So that, I think, is what's taking place. And that's usually the end of crypto spring and, and macro spring. Then we start transitioning to summer. Summer is when rates start coming down, box looking like it's starting to be ticked. When inflation falls, that's happening. And as you know, my views on inflation are it is not sticky, it's mean reverting, and it will go back down to 2% or lower. I think it actually goes negative in this cycle, and I think core inflation will go negative this cycle too. And that's what we're going to look for in 2024. And that will take people by surprise. And I think the Fed purposely orchestrated it. They want it. They want to see rates lower so they can refinance the debt. So interest rates falling, inflation falling, unemployment rising. And then when you look at the forward-looking indicators, growth will be picking up from the floor. That is the perfect macro environment. Then we're coming into election year, as all of these macro springs have been since the Great Reset of 2008. They're all the same timing. Macro summer is the same as the election year, um, is the same as the halving year in Bitcoin. It's all the same bloody thing. So that is about to play out. So 2024, I think, is going to be a pretty wild ride. Normally, these years tend to have periods of sideways consolidation or corrections, and then these huge spurts. And we tend to see a couple of those during the year. So nothing can be a straight line, but it should be an extremely good year. And then 2025 will be even better. That's usually the batshit crazy year, which is the transition from macro summer into macro fall, where everything kind of goes exponential before you start transitioning to winter, rates start going up again, markets pull back again, and we go through the same cycle. And that's been happening consistently since 2008. So that's where we are with all of this. I will, in on Real Vision Pro Macro on Monday, do a full AMA with all of my charts, a deep dive. Uh, I'm not doing it here today because obviously the pro guys pay for that quality info. Listen, if you do care about this stuff and you really want this information, 2024, 2025 are going to be banner years. There is a Black Friday sale at Real Vision. Everything is 50% off. This is your chance to get pro all access, pro crypto, pro macro, um, plus anything the hell you want at 50% discount. You'd be crazy not to. Get yourself set for this macro spring and macro fall. The next two years are where you're going to make the big bucks, right? You need to focus, concentrate, educate yourself, and get the best information possible. 50% discount, go for it. For those of you who, um, aren't ready to pay for Real Vision, you watch it on YouTube, you watch it on Twitter, you watch it on LinkedIn, whatever, wherever you watch it. We also have um, a new free version of the website. And the new website is fucking epic. And in fact, let me show you this. Go to realvision.com and you just sign up there. But let me show you, I put together a little trailer uh, and it explains a little bit about the site because it's cool and I want you to see it. So Nick, let's roll. Have you yet checked out the incredible, groundbreaking new Real Vision platform? See, we've built something that allows you to live your financial life in one place. We bring together the knowledge, tools, and network to help you thrive in your financial journey. We've got AI tools to help expand your knowledge. We've got courses and education. We've got note-taking. We've got pricing and charting. And in addition, we've got obviously the world's best content, both on macro, and crypto to bring everything together. And in addition, you get access to the Real Vision Network. That's our tens of thousands of members across the world where you can connect and chat to them about what really matters to you. Pretty fucking cool, eh? Anyway, so you can go join it for free now. You get to use the AI, which is amazing. So if you see this video, when the transcript is done, you just go and ask the AI bot to say, hey, summarize this for me. Or you can just take a note, clip it, save it for later, or bookmark the video to come back to, or use the general AIs, like what the hell's Rail talking about? What the hell is FedNet liquidity? Well, you just highlight it in the transcript and ask the bot and it'll tell you. 
You can also monitor all your markets, so you don't have to piss around on different websites, do all your charting. Uh, and the best thing of all is that bloody globe. That globe is tens of thousands of members in 121 countries. You can connect, contact them directly like you can on Bloomberg. It's a bloody superpower. There'll be group chats there. All sorts of stuff is coming out of that. And just the transcripts alone and how we visually represented the information should be a game changer. And then obviously in the plus tiers and above, there's all of the education, whether it's the, uh, um, the crypto academy, which if you haven't joined, you should. And then there's all the other stuff. Anyway, this is not promotion for Real Vision. It's actually trying to make your lives better. Um, and so if you're watching on YouTube, give it a go, realvision.com. Uh, just sign up there. So let's start getting into questions, because this is where we can get into some real fun. Um, if I insult you, I apologize in advance. I don't mean it. I'm trying to ent entertain all of you monkeys out there, and I've got to do my show. So let's go. OK, questions. Um, Stuart Whitehead. Good evening, all. Good evening, Stuart. Uh, Two-month time horizon. Do you buy coin or Tesla shares? Six-month Sol or ETH? Fucking me, you ask hard questions. Two-month time horizon. Uh, uh, I'm going for coin, but I'm really bullish Tesla. Um, but Tesla is obviously being hit. On one side, it's the exponential, the AI, the technology side. The other side is people got to buy bloody cars and rates are high, so it makes it difficult. So that's holding it down a little bit. But when it goes, when rates start moving lower, um, we will see Tesla explode. Um, on the six-month time horizon, Sol or ETH, Sol, although it's outperformed a lot since I put out that note on Pro Macro and in GMI and a month and a bit ago. Um, it's been, yeah, two months ago on uh, GMI. It's been a hell of a trade. I mean, I, I, it shocked me. I didn't imagine it being that good. Alex Lester, tell us about your rates outlook. Are we in fiscal dominance? Will we see zero interest rate policy again? I think nothing's changed. I think rates will go low. Will they get back to zero? Don't really know. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. They'll, they'll be lower. You know, will they be 2%, 1.5%, 1%? Who knows? Um, but that's fine. I think rates come significantly lower. So that's my general view on rates. I'm struggling to bother to trade any other macro stuff because the dominance of the crypto trade and the technology trade is so big that if you have a view on lower rates, you might just buy the fuck out of technology. And if you've got some real balls, you just buy crypto instead. And that's where you make all the money. If you, if you remember, NASDAQ up 40-odd, 45%, Solana up 500%, or Bitcoin up 120%. That's the magnitude of difference. And it only compounds over a bull market as you get into macro crypto summer. Um, this, this is where the real gains are made. So I'm very comfortable with this long duration risk bets where I'm not worried about the small ups and downs. I just kind of close my eyes and hold it. So um, Danny Laura, Hey, Raoul, do you think investors who are currently holding shares of MicroStrategy will flock to the Bitcoin ETF? And will the spot ETF track Bitcoin's price more closely than, than MicroStrategies? Uh, micro this is a great question. I have a feeling that MicroStrategies is going to trade at a discount to its, ETH hold, uh, its Bitcoin holdings. Because when you have a pure play, because don't forget, MicroStrategies doesn't make a lot of money as a software company. It's all the, the Bitcoin it owns. So it probably trades as a discount like the GBTC did in the end, as people flock to the better vehicle of the Bitcoin ETF, which will track Bitcoin pretty much one for one. So I think I would steer clear of it because I think it'll, under, uh, it'll underform Marty F. Hello, all. Hello, Marty. Lovely of you to be here. I hope you're having a fine drink. Um, okay, and make sure you have your snack with your drink. We don't want Philistines on this show, right? Brian Clark, have you used your air fryer yet? This is very contentious because my wife bought two of these fucking things. I've no idea. I'm a bit of a chef and I'd never use a bloody air fryer. It's ridiculous. It's like the microwave. The only thing I use microwave is to warm up extra milk and I could use my my um, coffee machine to do that as well. So have I used my air fryer? We did use it for one thing, or we, we say we, it's the royal we, it's my wife. Um, don't know. Oh, she also said, Raoul, don't be so rude to people on this show. So I promised her I would say that. Um, so I'm sorry if I'm rude to you, but that's what this show's all about. Trilla Next Macro. Hello, mate. You're always around. Good to see you. Um, happy Friday to you. Um, okay. 
Quentin, there's a lot of happy Fridays. Well, thank you. It's very nice to have you guys in a good mood. It's because you're all making money in bloody Solana. Everyone's so much happier. Nobody's chippy at me <coughs> in the comments section. Everyone's all super nice. and um, <coughs> Slimy Tom. Nice name. Hi, Raoul. How's the GMI liquidity looking for salt? The GMI liquidity index year on year is now positive. Uh, which is the big important part. On the outright um, <clears throat> index, it's still been flat for a while. FedNet liquidity is starting to rise. I think it'll rise again today. Um, so FedNet liquidity is up 10% this year, which is one of the reasons the markets are up. Um, we're starting to see the Chinese looking at stimulating. We're seeing others looking to stimulate as well. So again, 2024, all the year of stimulant. So it'll do, it'll push Sol up and Sol will go up more than Bitcoin, et cetera. Okay. Bob Geyer, it's been fascinating watching how the Everything Code thesis is playing out in real time. I'm curious, yeah, you know what? It's been spookily right. So I know it'll go wrong at some point, obviously, and I can wear egg on my face. Uh, I'm used to that. But it's been really directionally very, very right, and I've been staggered. And that's why I called it the Everything Code, because I thought really I'd crack something major here when I first wrote about it in Global Macro Investor, and it still seems that way. We'll see. We'll see about the stimulus. We'll see about rates, all of that kind of stuff. But I think that's where it is. Um, I'm curious if you have any notion of where the mechanism for how currency debasement balance sheet ends up as an asset price inflation. Is this through share buybacks? No. It's really simple. Is if a house is on the market for a million dollars, and 20 billionaires turn up, i.e. there's more cash available in that economy, the price will just gap to different levels and your neighbor's house will just gap higher in price. So things get marked up in price as the currency gets marked down. We see that with the Argentinian stock market, the Venezuelan stock market, the Iranian stock market, the um, Turkish stock market. They are all um, going up because of currency debasement. I know it's difficult for people to get their heads around. It's not that things trade. This is where I got to this because I was trying to figure out is QE causing money to flow into the system and buy stocks? And then I went back and looked at the volume of equity markets and realized it what didn't change. So it wasn't actual buying. So what the hell was going on? It's the marking higher prices because more capital is up, too much more cash is available to buy these assets. So the assets get marked higher because you're debasing the currency itself. Hey everyone, we're gonna take a quick pause and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Peter Linton. Hey, Raoul. Ovi mentioned the, the Crypto Academy session too, that if there's a recession, tech stocks are probably lower and crypto is probably lower. Risk assets struggle in recessions and therefore crypto would. Um, however, did crypto and Nasdaq not price in the recession last year? Yes, because they're forward-looking. What he's trying to say is assets do price in recessions, just some are forward-looking and some are present-day and some are backwards-looking. Housing, it's backwards-looking. Commercial real estate will be backwards looking. Those are delayed assets. We're seeing that in the crypto land where NFTs, pretty much as I predicted, bottomed last month, a month before, um, because they lag the ETH economy by about 15 months, much like housing and other stuff lags the traditional economy. We're still seeing, for example, Rolex watches and Patek Philippe prices, which are very similar in kind of trophy assets to NFTs, still falling right now uh, in the traditional economy. And that continues, that will continue for a little bit because the traditional economy is still low. Those things won't recover till probably 2025, maybe 2024. Um, Christopher Caraviejo, Cuba Libra, what he's saying is he's drinking rum and Coke. Let's drink now. So cheers. Uh, Paul Cohen, good morning from Geelong, Australia. Um, 
builder's tea time of day. I was about to say, bloody hell, if you're drinking at that time, you're, you're a true Aussie. Um, okay. There's a lot of different what people are drinking. Obviously, post what you're drinking. Um, Edmund Johnson popped lotus seeds with Himalayan pink salt sold as karma bites in the UK. Interesting. But it doesn't count unless you make them yourself. I mean, look, the whole chefing, it's the culture thing. You need to open your bottle of wine, make your snack, smell it in the kitchen. It's that. That's, the, that's real culture. Buying it from bloody Marks and Spencers from a bag just doesn't count. I'm sorry. Um, Dimitri Hoffman, do you think that we'll have a secondary scare as recession will come in 2024? Could it be an additional opportunity for buying tech and stocks? We will have a secondary scare, but not a big one. You know, when we look back at these kind of election years, you might get a 10% sell-off, maybe two of them over the year, but that's about it. Yeah, max 15% uh, in the general context of what should be a very strong year. They shouldn't, they are your friend. You should say thank you when there's corrections of that sort, if you've got cash to buy more. Uh, David Black, Fresnay, the black bottle, just slides down the gullet as well. Yeah, that's the kind of cheap party carver. Come on, get with the program. This is the stuff. Gramona. It's very, very nice. Not, not wildly expensive either. Spanish carver is super cheap. Adam Blummer or Bloomer. Any thoughts on the carbon allowance trade? Yes. Um, it actually lags the ISM. So it's going to mess around for a while longer before uh, it starts picking up in line with the economy. So it's actually, I didn't realize until later, uh, and I've got the trade on, um, and it's kind of done nothing. It goes to the top of the range back down again, that really it performs when the ISM starts picking up back through 50. So it'll come. It'll come. Be patient. Uh, that trade will happen. Um, the Pagan drinks Belgian beer and some Gorgonzola. Anders Berglund. Belgian beer, I mean, I'm not a beer drinker, but it's a fine, it's a fine beer, I get it. And some Gorgonzola, very nice too. Um, Paul Cohen, does the journeyman appear on this platform? Seems to think I've watched them here. Yes, of course. You get everything I do, um, obviously. Um, Angela Winston, can you show us your latest GMI global liquidity chart? What are you asking for? You want to show your wallet? No, you get it on the pro macro tier. Thank you very much. Um, no, I, you know, honestly, I, I do put a lot of free stuff out as much as possible. So, um, But right now, when, when people are paying a lot for advice, I need to be careful. But as I said, year on year, it's going up. So that's all you need to know. Um, John Ayers, best way to buy Bitcoin at scale to place in a cold wallet. Um, best way to buy Bitcoin is send your filthy fiat to an exchange and purchase said Bitcoin, transfer it into your ledger. This usually works for me. Um, David Black. Raoul, I just want to say your model of how banking, debt, financial markets is the fucking best thing out there and gave me the confidence to go big into crypto. You'll thank me now, but you won't thank me when I forced you to buy ETH calls at the top of the market back in 2021. But, you know, at least it was only calls and it only cost us 5%. But yes, thank you. I, pre I appreciate it. I've tried really, really hard to make sure that everybody's set up for this cycle. Uh, I've tried to communicate it. I've gone out a lot to say, don't fuck this up. You know, buy and hold, don't use leverage, use cold storage, do the right thing, don't get too speculative, don't FOMO, just don't fuck this up. These are this, this is the biggest opportunity we've ever been given. I've said that all the way from 2020 onwards, and in fact, I said it all the way back in 2012. It's the biggest macro trade of all time. Don't fuck this up. And if you're not a crypto person, technology is one of the biggest opportunities we've ever been given, the exponential age. Again, don't fuck this up. Just be careful. Just buy, hold, have a long-term time horizon, and learn how to take pain. And when there is pain, you buy more. Unless something changes the thesis that suddenly we're all going to turn to Neanderthals and nobody's going to use technology ever again, it is going up. It's as simple as that. And unless something changes that we're not breaking the financial system and that the internet has disappeared, we will go to blockchain technology. It's as simple as that. That's all you need to know. Everything else is just fucking noise. Um, Jorge, Jorge Lazarte. Hi, Raul. Wondering on your short term, short time horizon, um, 
I think I've explained to you that that is the thing I do not do is short term. A, I'm shit at it. B, it, it's so suboptimal in terms of returns when you're in gigantic, phenomenal, ridiculous, secular bull markets with logarithmic trends like crypto and technology. Everything else is an utter waste of time. But is it possible the Fed raises rates in December? No, zero. Literally zero. Um, inflation is falling like a fucking stone out there. Sorry, I'm starting to swear a lot as I've got through my first class of cover. Which reminds me, time to refill. So I suggest you all refill your drinks. This is Friday after all, and this is Ral Pal. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Drink special. And I always enjoy doing these. They're a good laugh. Um, although my wife doesn't like the fact that I'm usually shit-faced by suddenly five o'clock on a Friday evening. She's like, what the hell have you been doing in your office? Maggie Lake in the chat. Maggie is the queen. And the queen has joined the chat. I'm impressed by the drink selection in this group, but then again, I shouldn't be really surprised. Yeah, we've got some, we've got some cultured people. We've been weeding out the riffraff, those people who drink cocktails over dinner, those people who don't have snacks with their with their drinks, you know, before dinner, their aperitivo. We, we weed out all of those people. They're not welcome here. We're trying to get people en masse to become civilized in our little society of real vision. We want to be a cultured civilization here. Um, and then we can be really uncultured in how we speak to each other and all the other ways that we can be uncultured. Uh, but we want to do it in this nice setting. That's what I've always thought. You know, you want a beautiful setting, do that, and then you swear like a trooper. Um, um, Paul English, howdy, Raoul. Sounds American, right? Um, Brian, T-Rex, Quentin, Ralph, Oliver, Bo, Roger, Christopher, and the whole chat team. I have no idea what you're talking about, but welcome all of you, whoever you are. Um, Mark Kishats, it's incredible how volatile Tesla is and the ignorance surrounding it. It's like watching crypto markets. Yes, because it's a long duration asset with a future state technology. We're not talking about Ford here, you know, how many cars are going to ship this year. You're talking about the technology that they're building. I, I honestly think this is the most important company in the world by a long way. Um, and I know people, you know, it's nothing to do with Elon. Don't give a shit whether you like him or not like him. We're in the business of making money. And this company is an extraordinarily powerful company with the technology that they're building, the position that they have in the market, the cash buffer that they've built. Don't forget, this is a company that everyone thought was going to go bust a few years ago. Now they're sitting on $29 billion of cash and completely dominate the car market. It's utterly extraordinary what he's done. Um, Maggie Lake. Maggie's, Maggie likes her drinks. That's why we love Maggie. Anyone with a gin martini? Uh, I like a gin martini, actually, as well. It's kind of a little more sophisticated than the vodka martini. I, I like vodka martinis, but gin martini, you know, it's a little bit English, a little bit classier. Um, Quentin Baumgardner, insider reporting that Sam Altman ousted as OpenAI CEO. I saw this. And the wording was strange, like something he's not been telling the board. I don't know what the hell's going on. Maybe they've built internal AGI and he's not told the, sh the board or something. I don't know, but there's a hell of a story brewing there. I mean, he's gone from the golden boy, the fastest scaling business in all human history, to out by not telling the board something. I mean, Christ, it must be a big deal to get rid of the fastest growing CEO in history. Right, story. Brian Tagat. Raoul, I have pro access because I want to have access to you since you're the best. But I don't care for crypto and don't want to pay for it. Can you split pro access into different parts? What's pro macro? But I, I write crypto. You know, my job is not to please you. My job is to make us money. And if I think crypto is a better opportunity than trading bloody commodities, I will see it as it is. I've been in this business 32 years. My job is to try and find the optimal trades. Now, my track record at GMI has been that. I've got 19 years of track record longer than anybody else in the business. And it's also been the best track record of probably all time in any newsletter. And there's been some shitty years in there as well. And the same with, with um, Pro Macro. And I can't choose my trades based on you, but you can choose your trades based on what I say and say, I don't like crypto, but maybe I can translate that to gold because I understand his debasement argument. Or I don't like um, technology stocks, but maybe I want to buy copper because I can see the EV play. So I'm not there to give you what you want 
I'm there to give you what you need. So uh, hopefully that answers the question. Um, and I don't know why you're opposed to crypto. Why would you be? It's the best performing asset in all recorded history. Every three years, so in this four-year cycle, three years out of the four years, crypto is the best performing asset class on earth. The fourth year, it's the worst. Three years, best performing asset class, four years, the worst. Three years, the best performing asset class, four years, the worst. This year, this is the year one of the three, best performing asset class on earth. And each time you had that down year, you're going higher and higher and higher. The performance says everything. Are you choosing to be poor? Because that's what you do when you say you don't want crypto. Yes, it's volatile. I get it. It's not for everybody. I do get it. I'm being, I'm being facetious. But look, I really, really think you should do the work. If Dan Druckenmiller, Paul Tudor Jones, George Soros, Lewis Bacon, all of these guys, um, if if um, Stevie Cohen, all of these people, all trade crypto. These are all the great macro gods, and they understand the game here. So anyway, that's my whole thing there. Um, Joe Brady. Joe, I hope life in Boston is good. I wish I had a martini, one of my faves, but not today. Sorry, Joe, I'll drink to you. Um, a trillion X macro. Uh, Raul, what do you think of an equity barbell portfolio made of tech and energy stocks in your scenario? Um, do you think energy is going to outperform technology? I mean, I get your point. You need a lot more energy for all of this, but I think it gets solved in different ways. And yes, of course, energy stocks will go up when we go into crypto summer because crypto summer is rising growth. Energy usage goes up and it all works fine. I just think it underperforms. I mean, just run every chart of any other sector versus technology over the last 20 years, 30 years, everything underperforms. And if you run any other chart in technology against crypto, it all underperforms crypto. I, I've become, you know, that bell curve I keep talking about. I've become the moron on the left or maybe the wizard on the right, the Jedi. But I've just got rid of all that noise in the middle is what am I trying to do here? I'm trying to capture the biggest macro trend of all time. And the best way of doing it is buy the stuff that goes up the most and hold on to it for dear life and add into any sell-off. That is the simple, single, simplest investing strategy I can possibly give you. And it will make you more money than any other. And you might say, I don't want to live with the volatility, then use the business cycle. When the business cycle peaks, you get out. I've proven to myself that was suboptimal. I didn't make as much money doing that as I had by buying and holding and adding into the dips. Um, Eric, the scientist. Eric, it's good to have somebody here who knows what they're talking about. Hi, Ral. I presume you are a scientist. Um, hi, Ral. I hear people looking at recent bottom pattern in RSM saying they think the recent up upturn was a false breakout, maybe due, due to a dis disinflationary trend to boost it, and they think we'll have another leg lower. Double dip manufacturing recession. From our forward-looking indicators, that is not the case. And I have gone through ISM cycles since 1990. I mean, lived them, been in markets for them, and every single fucking one, everyone said it's going to be a double dip, and not one has been. 2001 was a bit because of the 9-11. Uh, so, Eric, I don't see it in the forward-looking stuff. Um, I do see that the forward-looking um, financial conditions index slowed down as bond yields did the last leg higher and the dollar did the last leg higher. That will manifest itself into markets at some point. It's what, what, why we saw the NASDAQ correct, markets correct. Maybe there's a bit more of that. Um, a double-dip earnings recession, uh, nobody cares. Again, I know it's really hard for people to understand. Listen to, Don't listen to me. I'm a moron. Just listen to Stan Druckermiller. Do not invest on, on today's information. It will lose you money. You invest 6, 12, 18 months ahead. Where is it going to be in 6, 12, or 18 months? 6, 12, or 18 months, are people going to buy more cars or less cars? Use more technology or less car technology? Buy more oil or less oil? Well, the answer is bloody clear. So that's what economic growth does. So please don't invest in today. It's the biggest mistake everybody makes in markets. Jorge Lazate, he's having a Estrella beer. Estrella is from um, Barcelona, a fine, fine beer. 
I like it as an ice cold caña, which is a small glass of beer they have in Spain. Again, you serve it with some toasted almonds or whatever on a hot day. It's like, it's epic, but it's a really small glass and really cold. It's just one of the great ways. Ben, morning from Australia. Morning, Ben. I hope you've got a drink in your hand like a true Aussie. Rich Dowdell, cheers from Charleston. Thank you. Can you recommend a home builder in Cayman? I used Phoenix Construction. They were great when I redid the house here. And I've used Edgewater Development, who built my house in Little Cayman. Um, Quentin, can coin hit a new all-time high within 25? I'm not a profit, but probably, well, most likely. Uh, Coinbase or Tesla? I don't fucking know. This is a hard question. Probably Coinbase. I do think Tesla goes up a lot. I think Coinbase probably goes up more. And they're both really high-quality companies. Hey, everyone. We're going to take another quick break and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back. Joshua, ISM and the NASDAQ. Over the, next, off the last six months, the ISM has remained in low-growth territory, and the NASDAQ's been pricing 55, 60 ISM. ISM not likely to recover. Tech traders are short. What makes you think the ISM doesn't recover if all the forward-looking indicators suggest that's where it's going? You're living in two different time horizons. That's the problem. The ISM now is the bottom. The forward-looking indicators, you can do, do new orders minus inventories. It's the simplest one, and that's screaming higher. Within three, four months, ISM will be above 50, and everyone's going to go, oh, my God. And then they'll start saying, oh, my God, inflation's coming back, and it won't. It'll keep falling. Catch everybody by surprise. It just happens every bloody time. Francois um, Bezzi, can't pronounce it, sorry. Um, hi, Raoul, when did we get a peek into the exponentialist portfolio? I'm not sure. I think it's next week. I'm not sure. Um, Julian Bittle's putting it together for me. The exponentialist is not a trading portfolio. It's not like you get in pro macro. It's not going to be like, we're going to add to Tesla here. We're going to take profits there, this and that. It's going to be a pretty set it and forget it, occasionally tweak it, ETF style, simple, anybody can do it, follow along portfolio. That's the idea there. It's not a trading thing. The exponentialist is really about getting us to think deeper, understand more, and participate in this trade. I think of these things as, if you could afford to, you should have both, pro macro plus the exponentialist. Because if you really are interested in this, there's too much to learn. I'm not good enough to do it all in pro macro. So I can just cover the top parts of it. David's much smarter and much deeper in the space than I am. So it's not really a trading service, but the idea is we all ride the wave, and that includes the wave of profitability that we will make from it. Um, and then business cycle analysis, because a lot of people don't like dealing with the volatility at the downside of the cycle. Uh, I generally don't mind it, but we'll see. Um, Frank Anthony, Raul, is there anything that will make you sell your crypto? No, my wife bloody tries. Never going to happen. Um, I've not, uh, and I've literally, just to be completely transparent, I since I started buying aggressively in April 2020, I've not sold a single thing. Yes, I've switched around from one thing to another, not including stablecoins. Stable I own none of those. I have full crypto exposure and all I have done is add. I added like as much as I possibly could last year uh, with any free cash flow I had. David Hammerstrand, hello and good evening. Good evening and hello. Um, I've been thinking about your X handle, Twitter. Are you boasting yourself or is it the macro version? Raul going to make it or Raul Global Macro Investor. Um, listen, that Twitter handle comes from 2014. Um, and that was Global Macro Investor. Raoul, a Global Macro Investor. Um, the, the, the we're going to make it didn't come till afterwards, but it works for me too. JC, long-time viewer, cross-platforms. I was not participating in the... What do you mean cross-platforms? Just go and sign up to Real Vision, bloody cheapskate. Well, you are. You're on there now, so I appreciate. Sorry, yes, you are on that platform. You're not like the people watching on YouTube. Um, who should go and just sign up for the free version. We talked about it before, realvision.com. It's free. You get all of this cool platform stuff. Uh, JC, um, I was not participating in the previous runs or active now. Would you recommend selling around the peak or take the gains to reinvest at the bottom in 26 or beyond or simply hold until new highs? Right, I'm going to tell you a story. I keep telling this story. Look, it's horses for courses, as the English expression goes. I first bought Bitcoin in 2013 at $200. My thesis was this is a 10-year bet, and I think it's worth a million dollars, but I'm going to discount myself by 
90% for the moron factor. So therefore, it's worth $100,000. And it's $200. And I said, this is the best macro bet we will ever be given and the best macro bet we have ever been given. That was 2013. I was pretty impressed uh, if I look back because it was exactly the case. So I, I wrote it up and it, it went up to 5x from where I bought it. Then it collapsed 85%. I'm like, fine, it's, a, it's an option for me. You know, it's a 10-year bet. It then ran up 10x into 2017. Four years later, I'm up 10x. And I got a bit nervous in the space because of forking wars and other stuff. And I stupidly forgot the initial premise of the trade, which was this 10-year bet, you just run it. Because when the PL stacks up, you start getting thinking, well, you know, really, do I want to give this back? But you've got to learn how to do that if you're running long duration time horizons. So I sold out at 2,000, 2,500, and it went up to 20,000 in that run. And people were laughing at me. And I was like, look, I've made 10x. Thank you very much. I've, I've done this really, really well. And then I watched it and watched it and watched it. And then eventually got the entry point to get back in again, which was April 2020. And it fell back down. I think I got in 6,500 and bought it, you know, from 6,500 to about 12,000 and kept buying it. Um, and it rocketed higher and much bigger position than when I first started. Okay, great. And I still own it today. It's pulled back, back up again. Okay. So I went back and looked. If I just kept my original investment and not touched it, even with the market down from its high, 50%, I'd have made five times as much money. And my bet in 2020 was a lot bigger than it was back in 2013. And then here's the real crux. And me and backwards baseball cat Brian were talking about this before, um, before we came on, is like, once we, if you just remember that log channel and that the big up and cyclical up and downs, which is the economic cyclicality, if you just buy within 30% of the low, which is not that difficult, 30%, don't even have to be Net bottom ticking it, I just calculated I got 30% near the low. If you'd have just added my original bet, which wasn't that big, it would have been 25 times as much performance. And that was the lesson learned. That's why I didn't sell a single thing and I kept buying. My duration really for this is I will probably take some off the table in this trade. Um, but my duration, my, my real bet is to run most of it until 2030. That, that's always been the game, and it remains the game for me. Um, obviously, peel off some lifestyle gains, you know, do whatever you need to do, appease the wife, that kind of stuff. Um, but I think 2030 is the, the horizon. But, you know, you do you, I do me. Um, you know, I have a stomach for risk. I've been doing this for a long time. I, I actually enjoy the risk of crypto. I enjoy the shit throwing when it goes down 70%. I'm buying like crazy and everybody else is like, you bastard, it's terrible. It's the worst investment ever. And then you go back three years later and it's like 10x where they where they were all selling it. It's just, it's it's a ridiculous business, but it's a lot of fun as long as you understand the game that you're in. If your game is you need those profits, for goodness sake, take the bloody profits. Um, okay, more questions. How are we doing on time? 12 minutes left. Um, Andre, why course, can't pronounce it properly. Did you taste some wine, white wine from South Tyrol? Yeah, Austrian wine, fantastic. Um, long gone are the days when we were using it for antifreeze, if you remember that. I used to go skiing in uh, Altbach every year in Austria. It was always a beautiful place until I discovered Cormaier in Italy and never went back. Um, Slimy Tom, Ralph, your wife is from the States. Has she ever taken you to White Castle? No, she is from New Jersey, so maybe she should have done, but no, I have not gone to White Castle. <laughs> Matthew McCann, thoughts on Gun Gunlack's prediction of a recession in H1 2024? Again, doesn't fucking matter. It's all priced in. Nobody cares. The markets don't care. The markets are looking forwards. Everyone's obsessed by the recession now. Yeah. You know, it's difficult if you're running a business. It's difficult in that respect. But for markets, 
Nobody cares because it's already been priced in. And no, people can't get their heads around this concept. It's like, everyone's like, oh my God, there's going to be a recession. The market's going to go down. The yield curve's going to uninvert. The market's going to collapse. It's like, tell us something we don't know. It all happened. That's why crypto went down 80%. That's why technology went down you know, 40% or so. Um, Andre, hey, Raoul, Julian Brigden was wrong again on NASDAQ. Um, will he be again at the beginning of next year? Yes, of course. He's a boomer. Um, <laughs> I like to bait Julian like he likes to bait me. Um, G. Blackburn, hey, Raoul, neat wheated bourbon here. Sounds good. I'm not a huge bourbon drinker, but I appreciate it. I do. It just doesn't appreciate me. It gives me a splitting migraine if I'm not careful, particularly because I always get brave. You know, I drink red wine over a dinner party, then somebody brings out the rum or the bourbon or the scotch. I'm like, oh, delicious. Anything more than a glass, I'm not good. Uh, that's an aging thing. So even my rum drinking days are pretty much behind me. I have to be really, really bloody careful. Um, Johannes, Don Perignon 85. It's Okay, it's been a special week. It has been a pretty good week, Johannes. I have a lot of the Dom Perignon uh, 96 that I bought for my 40th birthday when I was still not 40. I put it in storage and it ended up being voted the best year for Dom Perignon in history. I bought it cheap and I uh, had it in storage and then I opened a whole bunch of it for my 50th birthday and I've still got some here at the house and it's bloody amazing. David Black, Raoul, I'm an uncultured Philistine, Philistine Canadian. Well, it just makes you nice, though. Is there any way to use your massive crypto gains to spend your way out of savagery? Yeah, most of the Canadians, they move down to the Cayman Islands. Uh, it's a start. I mean, it's not the epicenter of civilization. What they say is um, civilization starts where the olive tree grows. They don't grow olive trees here, but so that's the general idea of civilization. Uh, Percy Rosales, hey from Philly. Uh, Raoul, thoughts on crypto infrastructure products like Chainlink and Graph? I'm also still waiting on that rum bottle I won last year. I don't know why you haven't got it. You need to write it to us on the platform. I figure out the hard thing is bloody shipping rum around the world. Everyone's got import duties, you can't do it, stuff like that. Um, I'm not the next tier down crypto guy, I'm the macro guy. Chainlink. Looks great to me. The graph looks amazing. Everything looks amazing. That's why I'm a shit investor in smaller tokens and VC because everything looks amazing. So sorry, I can't add value. The only value I can give is alt season is upon us. This is just the start. After that, all sorts of stuff goes up. Okay, final refill because we haven't got long to go. And my wife's going to kill me. Well, actually, she's out tonight, so it's not that bad. Uh, J&J, &J. Ray Dalio owns some crypto, apparently. Don't, don't get me started on Ray Dalio, um, but I also know about the crypto stuff. Um, are uranium stocks tech stocks? Great question. It's all the same thesis, copper, uranium. It's all the same thing. It's like we need cheaper sources of energy fast. So I have no problem with that bet at all, although it's very, very retail. I worry the whole sprot retail thing that somebody's going to get rinsed in this. But overall, the thesis, I think, is right. Um, Simon Williams. Well, I know you're an exponential gains guy, not a yield guy. Fuck, I'm just, I hate yields. Um, would you count since staking sold through a ledger, 7% compounding yields on exponential asset is pretty compelling. Is it, though? Look, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm such a macro moron. I, I can't do yield. It's like, okay. Sol goes up 7% in a day. Why do you care about 7% yield? Yes, if you're holding it for 20 years and you're an extra compound, but even that 7% compounding, what does it matter? Versus the existential risk that something goes wrong with that staking and you lose your bag. And this is what I don't get. I've never done it in macro markets. I just don't do I just don't think yields not my play, but other people do. Um, and they do it very well. So, I, yeah, I just can't do it. I can't do it. You know, and that pissed me off as well. That really, really upset me, that whole lunar thing. Hey, I've never invested in it. I've tried to explain that 
something like all of these that are native staking tokens, so like ETH, Solana, Luna at the time, those things are emerging market um, local bonds. And you can always pay the yield, but it doesn't mean the currency doesn't go to zero. So Argentina can always pay the interest on Argentinian-denominated, peso-denominated debt. It's just whether you want to own the peso or not, which is why I said in that whole bloody Luna thing, if you want to own this currency. It's like, anyway, it drives me nuts. I, I can't stand yield, um, which is probably stupid for me. I, I get it. Um, Nico Santini, hey, Raoul, whatever happened to NFTs? They're in the background versus tokens. Yeah, this is the lag effect. Trust me, it's all coming alive. I'm all over the NFT space up right now. I'm not adding stuff, but it's all happening. So I'm super uh, confident. Um, Brian Clark, what's the plan with the RV Collective Season 3? I know everyone keeps asking us, can you just hold off? Can you do it for a bit? It's like, it's like 100 bucks. I don't know why, 200 bucks, whatever the numbers are. They're not expensive, but for some reason, people want us to wait. So we wait. And that's the community feedback. Uh, Metap Ozcan. Hey, Raoul. Greatly appreciate doing the session. In your conversation with Geordie Visser, love Geordie, uh, he has talked about the end of the business cycle. So then in your conversation with Dan Tapiero, you talked about if there's a change in the volatility, about if there's a change in the volatility of the price of Bitcoin or ETH. Don't really get your question, but I'm fascinated by Geordie's thesis about the end of the business cycle. Um, I hold some sympathy for it. Doesn't mean you don't have a cycle, but it means the cycles are even less catastrophic or recessionary or whatever it is. I don't know. We have to wait and see. But that really struck me, that whole um, Geordie conversation. Um, okay. I'm flipping down because there's so many com comments. Um, Stefan Carnot. I know that you prefer crypto. Do you think gold should break 2000? Yes, I very much do. If I hadn't discovered technology and crypto, I would be saying gold is one of the best bets around right now. Best risk award bets for the next 12 months. Looks absolutely amazing. Um, Curtis, port and cheese, very civilized. Given the sole ecosystem bullishness and the consistent outperformance of meme coins or culture coins, thoughts? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just sticking with my bets. My bets are sole ETH. I'll just stick with that. And I've got a whole bunch of other stuff, shrapnel left from last time around, everything from XRP to, to Doge to Avalanche to uh, Matic, you know, stuff. But it's all small. Um, Brett, Cloudy Bay, Savvy, but early down here. Yeah, Kiwis. Oh, well, it's New Zealand, it's almost, it's almost, yeah, it's almost socially acceptable. You are in New Zealand. What else are you going to do? Drink or flirt with sheep? There's not much else to do. Um, okay. Raoul, do you have any favourite tunes to play to kick off the weekend? Depends what mood I'm in. My general go-to at this moment, like I have a really broad, deep music taste, but there's something about the music of Jungle that I absolutely love. It's kind of funky, it's cool, it's clean, it's just great. So all of the Jungle albums, um, uh, yeah, just spectacular. So Jungle, that's what I'll give you for the weekend and I might do that. As I said, my wife's out, might jack up the Jungle, cook myself some food. Um, okay, final questions were coming in. Eric. On the yield issue in crypto, I agree with Raoul. I got my first singe in the lunar problem and learned the important lesson. Counterparty risk matters. Now I hold in a ledger. If I'm fine, I'm pining, I'm pining for yields. I'm over-invested. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, ben Hartman, thank you for Real Vision. It's the best money I've ever spent. I started equally weighted Sol, Ethan Sol, and Solana's vast net perform. Do you think ETH is still a performer? I'm looking at AVAX. Okay. Looking at AVEX seems to be a layer one for gaming and blah, 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 blah. You are experiencing the classic medical condition known as FOMO, as the French would say. And FOMO means that you are seeing other bags 
that are not your own outperforming your own bags, and you think, I must catch that runaway train, and I too can become rich like those people, and you will lose your ass. Not that avalanche is not good, but you will always buy late. Have conviction in what you have. Observe over time, not over the last two weeks because avalanche has gone up more than your bag of ETH, and ask yourself the question, is ETH going to go up over the next two years? And will it go up a significant amount? Could it just be lagging? Could there be a big switcher going on, selling ETH and buying SOL? Could that be over soon? Could the ETH ETF change that? Stick with your conviction. Do what's true to you, but don't do FOMO. It's mentally retarded. It will lose you money. <laughs> I've learned it. I have a bag of shrapnel in a wallet or two to prove that FOMO. I still have the small bag of Solana that I bought at $189. I have many of these fine tokens that I bought because somebody else was making more money than me. I've learned to stop doing it. Look, honestly, it's serious advice. Do not FOMO. Do not use leverage. Um, Eric, Chateauneuf de Pap and Marcona almonds toasted at home with sea salt. Eric, you're learning. You have graduated to the Royal Vision culture tier, and I will be your guide to help you through the next part of that. Next part will be music. We need to get your music taste in the right place as well. Um, okay, final question because I've overrun. Uh, Fumo, as the French would say, exactly. Um, love it, jungle. Yes, jungle. Honestly, it's brilliant. I cannot express. I mean, Heavy California is just a phenomenal song. All the first album is brilliant. All the second album is brilliant. Some of the third album is exceptional. Still chewing through the fourth one. They are just so good. Um, okay. I think we are... Um, okay, Martin, yours is the last question. Martin Legate or Legate or Legate. Um, I presume because he's asking about UK investors, it's Legate, Martin Legate. Martin, what ETFs for UK investors? QQQs? Yeah, this is a real fucking problem, and I've been talking to a few people about it today. They're like, oh, invest in the stock market. UK stock market has literally gone nowhere for 20 years, nor has the European market. European tech stocks, UK tech stocks, there's nothing. So you have to take currency risk by investing in the US. So you've got to hope your currency keeps going down. The good thing is the dollar's in a secular bull market. And tech stocks go up so much that even if you're in the cyclical down phase in the dollar, which I think we're now starting, you'll still outperform, but you're still fighting that trend of the dollar going down, but tech stocks need to go up more. It's not bloody easy. I mean, there is limited opportunity for, for European investors. Well, European investors just by bloody LVMH, it just seems to go to the moon every single day because it's scarce supply assets. Honestly, it's the same game. Um, UK investors is not easy. Um, I'm sorry for that. Listen, guys, I hope you've had some fun. You've had a drink. You've learned a bit. If you're a Real Vision subscriber, Black Friday, 50% discount. Don't fuck this up. This is your opportunity to, to um, level up and get yourself ready, get yourself closer to wisdom. 2024, 2025, going to be banner macro years. Opportunities galore. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, X, or anywhere else, listen, go to the new platform, realvision.com, sign up for free, just put your email address. You can use the AI, the charting, the analytics, the questions, the, the map of the world where you can speak to people. It's all there for you. We've built it for you, everything. Have an epic weekend, enjoy your drinks, and uh, good luck out there. Take care. People are going to lose their minds. This is a moment in history unlike anything humanity's gone through. It's a very different world for humans to come. 
take a step back and see the broad picture, which is the way all these technologies are interlinked. Because this is all about exponentiality and humans can't think in exponential terms. How consequential do you want to say machine intelligence is? It's almost certainly as consequential as writing. How long did writing take to disseminate through the human population? You know, hundreds, thousands of years. And we're dealing with it now on a scale of months. But in this kind of world, you're compounding 100% growth every year and the numbers become astronomical. AI is going to spot patterns in the world that were just completely invisible to us. Even if you think that the AI and the robots are your demise, you might as well bloody invest in them and make some money out of it. If not, you're just going to be angry man shaking your fists at the clouds.